Welcome to the Abundant Grace Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Lewis, and I am so glad you're here. My hope is that each episode feels like you're having tea or coffee with a friend. Religiosity can complicate our relationship with God, and it can feel more like a heavy burden than the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. I know what it's like to want a relationship with God and to feel like you have to do all the things the right way to keep God happy. Learning that God loves me and even likes me has changed my life and how I approach faith, the Bible, work, family. Because when you are grounded in your worth and God's grace, it does change everything. And I want to share that with you here. I pray that this podcast empowers you in your unique, genuinely personal relationship with God and encourages you to rest in who God is and who he says you are. Hi there, friend. Welcome to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. I am so glad you're here today. Today's episode is going to be very practical and very topical. We're just going to talk about whether or not you can know God's will for your life. And I think there's a lot of us who are in the middle of decisions that will impact our lives, whether it's, are we supposed to leave a church? Are we supposed to join a church? Are we supposed to go a certain direction with our career or our schooling? And I want to point out, first of all, that is super honorable and awesome that you care what God's perspective and God's will is for your life. That might seem like something that you just do automatically or without even thinking about it, but it's a super powerful thing that you care what God's will is for your life, that you are seeking his direction as he is orchestrating and directing things in your life. But that isn't everybody's go-to. And if you're in a position of learning to trust God again after a betrayal through a church or just reframing your view of God, this is a big deal. It's a big deal that you trust God and want his will and his purpose in your life. Now, I used to think that God's will was unavailable to me or knowing, I should say, knowing God's will was unavailable to me, or at least it was very elusive because it was this big picture thing which lines up with the episode from a couple weeks ago on surrender. It was like, I had to know this download for whether or not I was in God's perfect will for my entire life, rather than looking at it as, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing today? And that flips the script from this big, heavy, am I doing everything right to be in God's perfect will over these huge giant decisions to what can I control today? What can I have say over today in those little small things? I even heard someone once say they were preaching and they referenced someone else who was very much up on a pedestal in the church and denomination that I was in. And they said, well, if he didn't know God's perfect will for his life, it was impossible for us to know. So if Dr. So-and-so doesn't know if he's in God's will, 
then we certainly can't know. And I mean, the assumption here that this man or anyone up on a pedestal with a platform in a leadership position or in a role with more eyeballs on him would somehow have the market cornered for God's will. Like if he didn't even know, then therefore like nobody can is such baloney because you have just as much Holy Spirit as anyone else. That's not like there was an extra amount given to someone else to where that they have more insight into what is supposed to be happening in their lives. Now, I do think that there are prophets and there are, there's those gifts that people have, but you can know just as much as someone else knows that they are doing what they're supposed to be doing and in God's will. Now, are we going to get it perfectly right every time? Absolutely not. We're going to make a decision today that's going to impact tomorrow. We're going to make big decisions over the next year that are going to impact our entire lives. And if we think that we're not making decisions, your decision to remain the same, your decision to um, stay in the same church, stay in the same job, those are decisions that we're passively making every single day that are impacting our future and the future of the people around us. And that's not to say, beware and this heavy burden that I want to put on your shoulders. I just want you to be aware that if you're like, man, I'm not facing any big decisions right now. You are making decisions every day, even tiny ones. And those big, I guess you could call them decisions of omission where we're not making a decision. We are actively choosing the way that things are and that's okay. And we're going to make mistakes and we're going to not get it perfectly right. And we're going to end up down a path that might not be the only one possible for our lives because I don't believe God has a script already written for your life. And I don't believe he has a script already written for my life. I think he is going ahead of us and orchestrating. He is directing. And if we follow his will and are willing to follow his voice, we will be in a better spot than if we contradict that or walk away from it. But there's not a point of no return. Even if something devastating happened or you did something that was unthinkable, there isn't a place that you'll reach in your life that redemption can't reach. There isn't a spot where you're going to get in your life that forgiveness can't touch. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. And that includes mistakes that are made that send us down a path that maybe wasn't the best or God's best plan for our lives. But that doesn't mean that there can't be a comeback, that there's not redemption, that God can write something beautiful, even through the brokenness and pain that is in all of our stories. So when we talk about the will of God, taking some of this pressure off to get it exactly right every single time is super helpful. So then we can begin to say, instead of what is God's big picture will for my life. While there's merit in that, what is your assignment for today? If there's a big picture assignment that you feel there's an impression on your spirit to do, 
What are the action steps that you need to take today to prepare yourself for that? It probably looks like some self-discipline, spending time with God, going to work, loving on the people in your physical vicinity really well. Those are things that you can be doing and can be working you towards something that God might be opening the doors to down the road for you, or maybe slowly there's a little bit of a window into what is coming that you see, and you can be taking action steps towards that. Hey there, friend. Have you heard? The doors are open to Own Your Worth Group Intensive. Now, this is an eight-week group program for women who want more peace, are done trying to prove their already inherent worth, and are ready to live with bold confidence. We are going to focus on learning how to rest and receive without trying to earn it. You're going to gain the freedom to fail and grow by releasing any perfection that's tied up in your worth or identity. This will allow you to have deeper connections and authenticity with your loved ones, yourself, and God. Because when you show up truly as yourself and not what you think people want you to be or are afraid that people might not like who you truly are, if you show up and let all of your weirdness out or your quirks out or your personality out they will love you more deeply for who you are and we can overcome that fear of rejection and be empowered to be ourselves and not shrink back or hide this intensive is for you if you want to be the powerful woman of god that you are and not let past beliefs or other people's opinions or feeling less than stand in your way That way, every single calling that is on your life or every role that you fill, whether that's mom, wife, teacher, uh, in your job, maybe in your ministry, whatever you're doing, you can walk boldly with confidence into because you know your worth isn't tied to how well you do it. You know that your worth is not something that you ever have to earn. It's a gift and it's not going anywhere. You are so worthy and you are so valuable, friend. If you're like, yes, this is for me. I don't want to be walking small or shrinking back or feeling less than. I want confidence. I want to be empowered. I want to be intentional with my life. I would love to see you in this group. Go to yourrelationshipwithgod.com forward slash worth. All you have to do is enter your name and email address. and I will send you all the details. This is going to be a close-knit, intimate group. So if this is something that makes your heart rate beat faster, like I get butterflies in my stomach thinking about what's possible, send me a message, sign up at yourrelationshipwithgod.com forward slash worth, and let's get your spot saved. I am so excited and expectant for what God is going to do in your heart and your life and all of the lives of the women who are in this group. Again, go to yourrelationshipwithgod.com forward slash worth to get more information on Own Your Worth Group Intensive. So that's the biggest thing that I would say is you can know God's will for your life because you can know what you're supposed to be doing today. And we can look back on our day and say, I know exactly what I was supposed to be doing. I know that I fulfilled that today to the best of my ability. I showed up in these areas that I was supposed to, and we can say, Oh, I see 
this area that I really need growth in, or I can see this area where I really grew today. So that frees us from worrying about the 20 year, the five year, the what am I supposed to do tomorrow questions. And that anxiety that comes from living in the future, rather than the present, we can say today, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, and let the rest take care of itself. What can you control today? And one of my favorite affirmations, I should do a life-giving Friday episode with this because it's such a good reminder. And maybe I already have, I'll have to go look back and look, but this affirmation is everything that must get done today will get done today. Everything that has to get done today will get done today because we can wake up with this anxious feeling this used to happen to me so regularly where I'd wake up with this anxious, overwhelmed feeling that I would not be able to get everything done. And I didn't even know what I was supposed to be focusing on. Like it took me journaling and praying it out for like half an hour with God to recognize my assignment for the day, be peace filled about that assignment and not worry about what might get missed or what might get pushed to a different day. Because if I'm worrying about all of the things that aren't going to get done tomorrow, I am wasting that energy that I could be pouring into the things that are in front of me now. Even setting aside time where I'm only working on one task at a time is so transformative to how I feel throughout the day so that I'm only worrying about what's in front of me not what I'm supposed to be getting done this afternoon or what I'm going to work on when the girls go to bed or what I need to prepare for the next day. I can work in the moment and live in the present moment. And that frees me up to be more in tune with God's voice and God's presence at the time than stealing that energy for something else. In Romans 12 2, it talks about the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And I'm going to read it out of the CSB too, because I think it uses some different words too, but it says, so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing and perfect will of God. And we often assume that this is talking about three different wills of God. Like there's, there's good and there's pleasing and there's perfect will of God, which can put a lot of pressure to get to the perfect one. Like I can do what's good or acceptable, but I'd rather be doing what's perfect. Where are my perfectionists at? Where are those others who are achievers? You're like, I am going to reach the top. I'm going to be the best. I'm going to find what that perfect will of God is. But we can take a step back from that. And I don't think that's a necessarily faulty view of this verse, but it doesn't say the good, pleasing and perfect wills of God. Those are all describing the will of God. It is good and pleasing and perfect. So giving that some fresh perspective can take some of that pressure off. Then I want to read to you a couple other verses too, that are such a comfort to me. 
especially when I heard it being preached that you can't know God's perfect will for your life. And I was like, well, I'm pretty sure that I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I know that tomorrow I'm supposed to wake up and do X, Y, Z. And I'm confident in that. Am I wrong to be confident in that? And I came across the way that Paul starts a lot of his letters. We'll start with 1 Corinthians 1. It says, Paul called as an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will. Like, oh, well, he was pretty confident in God's will. And 2 Corinthians starts the exact same way. And Galatians says, Paul, an apostle, not from men or by man, but by Jesus Christ and the and God, the father who raised him from the dead. And this is such a beautiful confirmation that Paul knew that he was in God's will. He knew what he was supposed to be doing. He was so confident that some people reference Paul as being somewhat arrogant about this calling that he had, but he was so sure that he was called by God and ordained by Christ Jesus and the father on this mission. And I believe that you can do the same. You can have that confidence and that restored my belief that it was okay, that I was confident that I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. And I don't have to let other people who are maybe lacking that confidence or doubting whether they can have that confidence themselves detract from the fact that God is speaking directly to me and I can go forth completing the assignment that I've been given without holding back. And the same is true for you. You don't have to hold back. You don't have to say, well, I'm pretty sure that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You can say boldly, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And don't be afraid to get it wrong. You might boldly declare something once and you're like, oh, never mind. But don't let that hold you back from saying, this is what God is speaking to me and do it with so much grace and humility. Absolutely. But you don't have to do it with that shrinking back feeling where you are like, what are people going to think if I get this wrong? Or what are people going to think if I say for sure that this is what I'm supposed to be doing or the calling that I have on my life? Scratch that. Cancel that. We cancel that in Jesus name because you can walk boldly in the calling that you have been called. So I want to leave you with the practicality of, okay, so you say I can know God's will, but how? And it really boils down to and starts with and ends with knowing God's voice. The more time that you spend in communion with God. And by, by communion, I mean in prayer, that is you talking and then you also being still, you know, his voice through his word and you know, his voice through experiencing his direction. So those little nudges that say text so-and-so that say, send so-and-so a meal, the nudges that tell you to quit something or go to this place today. Those little nudges that feel insignificant and 
if you're like me, they feel kind of silly to follow. Like, really, are you sure I'm supposed to drop what I'm doing right now and make this phone call? Or I am supposed to change up my plans and go this place first and then that place. And you might not even know why. But if you begin to practice those obedience to those little nudges, you will get more familiar with God's voice because you might get something wrong. You might get it a signal crossed. You might think, oh, I thought God said to do this, but nope, didn't. But it is trial and error. And the more that we can trial that, the more that we can learn from the error and course correct and go, oh, this is what the nudges from the Holy Spirit sound like and feel like. And when we get really good on a daily granule, granular, (laughs) granular level, then the bigger picture things sort themselves out more easily. When we are in close relationship and fellowship with God, we'll be able to sense in our spirit what we are supposed to be doing. And God might communicate with you differently, but one of the ways that I hear his voice and direction described often is a nudge. It might not be an audible voice. It might be a Bible verse that directs you, but it might just be something in your spirit that says, this is right. And this is good, or this is not healthy and not safe. And you can make decisions throughout your day based on that. And more and more grow in confidence that you are exactly where you're supposed to be because you can be confident in God's will for your life. And it doesn't have to be a big, scary thing or seeking a big revelation, even though there will be seasons of our life where we are looking for direct communication from him saying, which way am I supposed to go? It all starts with that daily looking for the nudges and listening for his voice. I hope this was an encouragement to you that you can let some of that pressure off, like release, like a pressure release valve. You release some of that pressure and spend your focus of your energy on getting to know his voice and spending time with him, not necessarily with an agenda but solely for the sake of knowing him more. And as you press into that relationship, it will be so much sweeter and easier to discern his will. Thanks for listening to the Abundant Grace Podcast. If this episode was an encouragement to you, I would love to invite you to share it with a friend. And it would help me out so much if you would leave a review for the Abundant Grace Podcast. It makes a world of difference getting this podcast into the ears of other people so that they can be empowered and freed from religious do's and don'ts too. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts on this week's episode. You can find me hanging out on Instagram at emily.abundantgrace, or you can send me an email at hello at emilyklewis.com. I'm praying for you and cheering you on in your faith and healing. Have a great rest of your day. And remember, There's nothing you can do that will make God love you more and nothing you have done that makes God love you less.